0: Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum
1: Ministries. Thank you, Amy, and uh, thank you all for listening in today to uh, Casual Conversations. I appreciate you uh, spending part of your uh, day with me. Uh, Recently, I attended General Assembly uh, for the church, of the Nazarene in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now, every four years, except, uh, this time it had to wait, uh, two extra years because of COVID, but every four years in the church, of the Nazarene, uh, Nazarenes from around the globe, uh, gather together in one common location. Not all of us, but there sure were a lot of us. There were 15,000 or so, I think, who, uh, came together in Indianapolis. And, uh, while I was there, I worshiped the Lord and I, uh, had an exhibit booth there, and I met a lot of interesting people. I didn't meet all 15,000 of them, but I'm sure that over a 1,000 came by my booth and uh, and talked to me and others who were representing Momentum Ministries at that uh, General Assembly. And as I spoke with some of them, I captured some of their thoughts. And I want to, uh, to take the next uh, few episodes, and play back for you some of those conversations that I had at General Assembly. This is the last uh, Casual Conversations podcast that was recorded at General Assembly. Our guest this week is Nick DeFord. He is the pastor at Zephyr Hills Church of the Nazarene in Florida. Let's listen to uh, what Nick has to say today. All right, this is Scott with you again from General Assembly in Indianapolis, Indiana, the Church of the Nazarene, and uh, we are recording here. Indiana Convention Center and I'm sitting with Nick DeFord. Nick, where are
2: you from? Well, right now I'm in Zephyrhills, Florida. I've lived there about eight and a half years. I'm a pastor at First Church of the Nazarene. Okay, where's Zephyrhills? Uh, if you kind of went between Tampa and Orlando and a little bit north of there, uh, that's where we're at. So okay. I, Tampa's closest and that's the airport we fly out of. It's <laughs> okay. a little easier. So, uh, been there eight and a half years.
1: Yeah. and. Uh, we're, any place before that serving as pastor? I, I
2: served as both an associate and then later as a lead pastor in Nashville, Tennessee. I, I was an associate in Hendersonville, just north of Nashville. Okay, I'm familiar with that uh, area. Lived there for quite a few years. Uh, I was in Tennessee for 11 years altogether, and I grew up outside of Flint, Michigan. So, Flint, Michigan? Yeah.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. I, I go to Michigan every year in, in vacation. Well, of course, Fair I go about. more than once a year because I have a daughter and son-in-law and two grandchildren up there. Oh, good so stuff. They're in Wixom, Wixom, right okay. outside Detroit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we love that. And uh, here with us is my brother John, and he and I did a uh, UP driving oh, and camping. That is experience. a that is a whole different experience, yeah, you know. I loved it. It's great um, for being a Buckeye. It's hard to say <laughs> but I love Michigan. It's, i get I absolutely that every now and then michigan.
2: every now and then if you nail me down i will say there's a lot of beautiful reasons to go to ohio <laughs> one of them is to get to michigan one of them is to get through <laughs> with, it you know yeah.
1: oh man i get it but yeah but uh, anyway uh i do appreciate you uh, coming on casual yeah. conversations with me today uh so you, um general assembly what do you think have you been before We've,
2: yeah, my my wife and daughter are here. We've been before. My daughter's six years old, and so she was just a baby last time we had this, and she is in a stroller. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, as as much as that felt difficult with bottle and diaper changes and all that, it was so much easier because she just did. She went where we took her. You yeah. Know? Now she has her own will, and uh-huh. we gotta fit all that stuff into. You gotta go where she takes you. That's right. <laughs> we rode one of the little scooters around town that you can rent, the little Lime scooters. We. We rode that for 17 I didn't get minutes. on one.
1: Oh, oh it's, it's a
2: fun time. It oh, really is. I should
1: have done that. Yeah, but I was afraid can. I'd
2: break an elbow
1: or a <laughs> hip or something. An old guy like me. They're not bad. They're so, really not bad. Um, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, your podcast.
2: Yeah. What's the name of your podcast? So so I, I actually do two. One is with um, a Nazarene elder named Joe Drake. He pastors in, at Bethel Nazarene in, in Nashville area. Um, and he's also with Bikers for Christ. He's one of their uh, national elders there. But Joe and I do uh, well we're set to start a season two of that podcast and it's just um, you know it's, it's just called let's talk and it's just kind of us talking about issues that the church faces and things that we can all do to, to reach more people for Christ uh-huh. um, and so we enjoy doing that that one's that one's obviously like we're in two different states so we just do that over uh, an internet connection um, but then I also do one in a in a converted, shed in my house, uh, back of my house, it's got a little air conditioner in it and an ethernet cable hooked up to a computer and a couple mics and a camera. And that one's called, um, Nick will talk about anything. And so <laughs> I, I, that one's not specifically Christian, although that's who I am. And so I always try to kind of pull on that thread a little bit with whoever's in there. Uh-huh. Um, I have done some of those where it's a, a guest, you know, over the internet, but I try to get in person folks and just try to interview different people and see what the course their life has taken and 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 I try to find something or a couple things in their life that would be of use or benefit to to those who watch or listen Uh so I went back and listened to or watched some of my old episodes and I really learned some things about me like what I'm doing right now and that's talking a lot and I said I need to let the guests (laughs) talk a little more and so I can't even stand to listen to my own podcast, so don't even go back and check those out. But season two's coming out in a couple months, and we're gonna have a good time with that. That's good. Um, yeah, I tell
1: people, my guests all the time, most of what I cut, the what, the tape that's left on the, the floor, you know, yeah. the production the floor. The cutting room floor, yeah. Yeah, that that's me. It's you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, there's so much that needs I, to come out. I need to cut so much of my own stuff
2: out of my so, podcast. Yeah. Well,
1: I asked you what you wanted to talk about, and you mentioned a book called yeah. Canoeing the Mountains. Yeah. Why, why did you want to talk about that today?
2: So so that was written by, uh, I believe he's a Presbyterian minister, but his name is Todd Bolsinger. Canoeing the mountains is m- more apropos now than it ever was before, I think. And specifically, he talked about Lewis and Clark with their expedition to try to find a water passageway to the to the uh, Pacific Ocean, and it turns out that doesn't exist. <laughs> They're still looking. <laughs> They're still looking. And so they headed out with their canoes, and they had, they had botanists, geologists, cartographers. They brought everybody with them because the president commissioned this. And it turns out they canoed upstream until they hit mountains and there was no more stream. And they said we got to trade these canoes in, and so they, they, you know, of course had Native Americans all along the way that were helping guide them. Of course they knew that, but but the the, the you know the white American man didn't know that yet. And yeah. so um, they traded the canoes for horses, and they they kept their journey going, and they they tried to fulfill that part of their mission. But he related that to the church in saying like, we're in uncharted territory right now. The way culture, society, just the way everything is, is working these days, we don't have a map for that in the church. That was written before COVID. It was written before COVID. <laughs> I wonder and what so, they'd say now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Like just, it magnified it, you know, it magnified his point. And, and so as a church where we have been before, it's not worthless or useless, but it, it isn't necessarily... Um, uh, going to guide us to the next phase of where we're headed. We are going, there's no rule for where we're headed. We're explorers now, uh-huh. and so our mission is still the same, it's still to connect people to Christ. That hasn't changed. How we do that, the, the methodology, the, the things we do, you know, there's, there's no, you know, the only thing wrong would be sin. Everything else is just experiment with it, and if it doesn't work, hey, it was an experiment. If it didn't get the results, let's experiment something else. So that changes the, maybe the paradigm of ministry. Okay, good. Well, um, sometimes I think that
1: like, old guys like me, <laughs> we tend to think, well, um, the good old days are behind us and we're not doing things mm. like we did before. But talking to you yeah. makes me realize that, well, maybe we don't want to do those things anyway because we can. So I guess uh, the, my closing question to you, uh, Nick, would be, are the, is the future of the church bright in your mind?
2: It's always bright.
1: Okay, and and
2: why? Why is Well, that? the the why is the same why it's always been because because we know who's in charge of the church. and fortunately it's not you and it's not me. <laughs> if if it was me, I think God made a big mistake. But but it's Christ's church and it always has been. Um, and yet, for some reason, in all of God's wisdom, He decided to 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 uh, request our presence in that in that boat there. And so. So, you know, we're all, um, uh, we're, we're looking at where we live and we're saying, well, these people need Jesus and I know Jesus and how do I connect them to Jesus? I, I'm with you on the, like, maybe that, the good old days thing. Like I've heard of the moves of the spirit, you know, the revivals in 1970. We just saw the one recently at Asbury just earlier this year and, and our prayers are like, God, that's what we want to see. And yet, I think the moment we start to say that God is beholden to do it, the same way he, he did before. Like Moses striking the rock the third time. You know, that's a cautionary thing to me. It's like, twice God said, strike the rock, you know, and water flowed out. But the third time when the people were thirsty, he says, speak to the rock. And Moses struck the rock and water did flow. God was still faithful to bring a result, but Moses paid the price for that. He didn't yeah. get to go into the promised land himself. And so for me, in, in the, the time and generation I live in, it's a reminder from God, you know, that story is a reminder from God to say, listen, um, I'm still gonna bring water. These people are thirsty. And I'm gonna bring water, but but follow me, and do what I have in store. So so the God
1: that <laughs> said to me, get in the canoe with me, yeah, is now saying, get out of the canoe. We got some mountains to climb. We got some
2: mountains. Absolutely. <laughs> but the same yeah. God. Absolutely. Same he God. hasn't changed. Okay. Um, no matter how much we change, he hasn't. And so. What? His goal is still salvation. His his desire is still salvation. Jesus said that, and it's still the same today. Anything
1: else uh, you want to share with with our listeners here? Look, I'm a pastor. I can talk yeah. forever,
2: but but uh, you know that's uh, uh, that's not what it is. The only thing I would say is whatever God's called you to do, be faithful to that. Um, you be faithful wherever He's leading you. To just you know maintain that walk with Him every day is important. You, you can't you can't dig out of an empty well. You know, like you have to have that well within you. Um, the presence of the Spirit of God there. And, and other than that, just be obedient, whatever God's called you to do and do that. All right. Well, thank you, Nick DeFord, yeah. for being with us on Casual Conversation
1: here at General Assembly 2023. God bless you. That concludes our series of podcasts recorded at the Nazarene General Assembly in 2023. I hope you've enjoyed them, getting to know some of the folks that I met at General Assembly. And I trust that you uh, have been inspired in your spirit uh, and given some spiritual momentum. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today and have a great day.
0: Are you living with momentum or are you just drifting through life? Our desire at Momentum Ministries is to help you live each day with spiritual momentum. Pastor Scott is a registered evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene and wants to help churches and individuals experience revival. Would you partner with Pastor Scott in this ministry of evangelism? You can do this in a few ways. First, you can pray for this ministry. You can also share the news with those who might wish to call Pastor Scott for a revival meeting. Finally, you can give financially to enable Pastor Scott to go places that otherwise could not afford to have a revival. You can do that on our website, momentumministries.org.